Hello and welcome to the Good Finds podcast, brought to you by Gumtree. Previously on the Good Finds podcast, we discovered that comedian Ellie Taylor has the maternal instinct of, and I quote, a pitta bread. Still not sure how to feel about that, really. Hungry, I think. Quite hungry. I'm Rachel Paris, and this is the show that puts celebrities on the spot as we investigate the truth behind their most unbelievable headlines. And not just headlines, we've scoured the internet top to bottom to dig up every last scrap of info we could find. And let me tell you, the internet is disgusting. But I digress. Each episode, we'll be welcoming a super celebrity guest and presenting them with stories written about them. Are they true? Are they false? Are they libelous? That's not for me to say. I'm not legally allowed to call myself a judge anymore because I'm not one. Makes sense. And why not subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts? I'm so excited for today's guest. She stormed onto the UK drag scene in 2016 and hasn't stopped since. She came fourth in Drag Race UK and has her own podcast called Girl Group Gossip. That's weird. I didn't know there were other podcasts. Are there? How many are there? How many? Wow. Wow. Sorry. Yes. Anyway, let's let's chat about that later. Today's guest is the inimitable Cheryl Hull. <laughs> Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. Hello, my darling. Hello, darling. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So excited. So we're going to be chatting about collaborations with Cheryl uh, Cole, uh, Hairy Chests and the Royal Family. And that is Britain in a nutshell, really. Cheryl Hull, welcome to the Good Finds podcast. Oh, darling. Thank you so much for having me. What a treat. You've brought much needed glamour into the studio. Uh, darling, you were looking glamorous as oh, well. thanks. I upped my shade of lipstick for your arrival. Well, darling, it's the gorgeous summer shade that we are needing today. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, uh, you appeared on Celebs on the Farm. Oh, my God. Yes, I did. Absolute, <laughs> absolutely dreamy. Um, again, just sort of like heightening the glamour of that situation. Could you see yourself as a farmer? Look, when this came in and they were like, we'd like you to come join us on the farm, I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Me in full drag in heels yeah. and a corset and a wig in North Yorkshire. Heels. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, apart from the heels going into the mud. Look, I... I Figured that out day one that I could not keep my high level of drag at a 10 this entire time. So I compromised in certain aspects. Wedges? Wedges are great, but I also took them up on the wellies because yeah. girls rock wellies to festivals every single year except for 2020. So <laughs> I'm not being funny, right? I was still a glamour six diva in a pair of wellies. You looked amazing. You're oh, right. You. You, you can you can rock a wellie. You can make it look sexy. Look at like you know the boho kind of look. It's it exactly. works. It's flannel chic. <laughs> it is. If so, yeah. If you think about when someone said like you know come and be on the farm and be glamorous, you can imagine a sort of straw hat and the sort of gingham look and mm -hmm. all of. There's a lot to do with it, isn't there? For sure. How how did you first get into drag? Did you grow up with drag? Well, drag has always been a part of like British culture. Yeah. You got your pantomime dames. You had Lily Savage on your Saturday night TV and Dame Edna. Yeah. Like these fabulous queens. Like Lily Savage hosted Blankety Blank. I'm waiting for one of us queens to revive it and bring yeah. it back. When you look back at that, I know because like you sort of think, were people aware that they were watching drag? I don't mean they knew what was going on, but like 
you know, in terms of this was family Saturday night popu popularist TV, you For know, sure. it was absolutely mainstream. And you're like, no, drag's been such a, like you say, such a huge part of our culture. I know. And then it sort of disappeared from... Yeah. A decade or so and then you had the queens that were in your clubs and bars doing the rounds they were all predominantly live singers so right. I never thought I could get into drag in terms of that aspect but it wasn't until I watched RuPaul's Drag Race in America that I realized there was this brand new contemporary approach to drag you can lip sync you can perform you can turn looks you can elevate this amazing level of drag but yeah. also you could do whatever you wanted with drag because it's so open to any interpretation. There's no, this is how you do drag. It's whatever the artist, because we are artists. Yeah. We're just painting, not on a canvas, just on ourselves yeah. through our makeup, through our outfits, through our performances. Yeah. It's just who you are, just being superb. And it doesn't have to be singing. Thank God for that. <laughs> Honestly, if anybody heard me singing in the shower, I'd probably be fired. <laughs> On your podcast, mm -hmm. Girl Group Gossip, uh, you dissect like the best girl groups there are out there. Who do you think is the best girl group? <sighs> Why are you doing this to me? I'm Tom? sorry. I know it's cruel. It's divisive. <laughs> well, it's what you're here for. This is my job. The dirty details. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I, I'm going to sound really biased. It's obviously got to be girls allowed for me. But that was just my generation. I grew up, I remember eight years old watching Sound of the Underground on oh, Top of the Pops on Christmas Day. What a Day. tune. What a banger. And every single song, I could pinpoint a moment in my, like, youth that I was... Like, I remember Long Hot Summer, I went to Stansted to pick up my best friend Tours from her first international trip to Cyprus. And I was like, let's go back. We made the Long Hot Summer cocktails, mocktails, if you will, <laughs> in our kitchen. So every song has such a poignant moment in my childhood. Like, the Spice Girls kicked it off for me. Yeah. Spice Girls, All Saints, and Sugar Babes as well. They were real fundamentals. And then you had the ones that came in the latter years, like... The Saturdays yeah. and Little Mix, who are absolutely destroying it right now. Yeah. They've all influenced me, whether as a child or in my career, mm -hmm. but it's got to be girls allowed for me. I love it. I think for me, I think just because of my age, like the Spice Girls, me and my friends would be, you know, doing, uh, working out our own dance routines in front of the mirror to like every track that. on that first album. We knew all the words to all of them. Even if you weren't, even if you weren't like a, diehard fan uh, which I wasn't at the time if anything I've got more into it <laughs> so I've got older for sure the nostalgia of it I'm like oh it turns out I know all the moves to that <laughs> but were you a big fan of Spice World the movie that's what I want to know I did see it at the cinema so I did go and see it um there were highlights in it for me but it's not in my top 10 movies I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think it's my number one movie of all time <laughs> because it is so so low budget, <laughs> it's really... but so fabulous. And the fact that Victoria Beckham didn't get an Oscar for her incredible contributions to film and television. And comedy. Like, she is genius. She's very funny in it. Like, Hold on to your knickers, girls! Flying over Tower Bridge. Like, come on, you can't get better than that. It's so good. And what's his and that amazing actor is their manager, Richard E. Grant. Yes. So good in it. Clifford. Oh. Leave some blood on the ball! 
<laughs> I, love, I love how well you know it. Incredible. Honestly, I, I really embarrassed myself on Drag Race because I was safe the week of um, Jerry, Jerry Horner being in, on. Yeah. So I didn't get to get critiques. So just before I ran off, I was like, Jerry, I love you. I love the Spice Girls. I've got to say, I quote the Spice Girls movie every single day. <laughs> and she was like... Okay. <laughs> and you were like, it's true. It's true. My entrance line to Drag Race was, hold on to your knickers, girls, because the Queen of Essex has arrived. The dream. The dream. Love, Jerry. Queen of references, me. Jerry had a huge... Sorry, side point. But, like, Jerry's had a lot more number ones than you think. Like, with her solo career. Bag it up. Yeah. Michiko Latino. Yeah. Um, it's raining men. Yes. Um, look Debbie. at me. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> she had such an incredible solo career. She really did. But can we talk about Emma Bunton's maybe for a second? <laughs> Honestly, why did that not get more recognition? What was maybe? Da -da -da -da. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, and she da -da -da -da. did the whole Fosse number. Oh, yes. Fabulous. That's a good song. I am waiting for like the perfect 60s moment to do the full on like Bob Fosse <laughs> choreography with it. <laughs> I just watched Fosse Verdon, you know, the show where it's about him and thought, oh, I love it. I wish I could do it. I can't dance, but I like doing the little moves. Fosse is actually so much easier if you can't dance because it's all about breaking the shapes and like weird things that like for a dancer, it feels so alien. But yeah. for people, it's like, oh, I can actually do that. <laughs> I look like an awkward skeleton. You look like an ostrich, like... <laughs> Okay, I think we're going to launch into our good finds now. What let's have get we down got? to business. Oh, it's a good first one. Okay, let's go. Cheryl Hole would rather a hairy diva than a waxed one. That's you on Twitter. <laughs> now, I think hairy diva would actually be my drag name. Uh, let's go for it. Love it. I'm all about the hairy lifestyle. <laughs> I'm all for it. Since being pregnant as well, I can't, I just can't shave anything. So that's the way nature is taking me. Well, I, I, I'm with you on that front. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> That's not an exclusive here. But like my lockdown weight, sometimes I can't even get down to my toes. <laughs> so I feel ya. So what's the story behind this? You'd rather you'd rather an unshaved diva? Right. This is going to be hysterical. But <laughs> I woke up to Twitter and all the gays on my timeline were losing their minds and like retweeting this person that said hairy people make me ick and i was just like what? it It was from one of those like self-loving gays that just wants everything to be about them they're like pristine like i i can appreciate a beautiful pristine waxed body like gorgeous glossy with a nice bit of oil sheen sure fabulous you'll take it but if it's a choice between a nice hairy diva that you can run your little fingies through, I just think it looks like very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. So I jumped on the bandwagon. I put the tweet out just so everybody knew my views on this <laughs> political debate between the gays of Twitter. I completely agree. Like, I mean, I'm a fan. My husband's like a bear and I just, he's such a hairy man. Gorgeous. I love it all over the back. Some people, that's the thing. People make comments and I'm like, just don't ick someone. Don't ick anything like that. You exactly. know, there's a place in this world for all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of room for everybody. Yeah, hairy or not. And sometimes you need to keep your opinions to yourself, darling. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like my my Hayden, we've been together almost four years. Yeah. And when we first met, he was like, 
textbook twink, like completely hairless, yeah. cute little boy. And then I found out that he could tr- grow hair, hairy chest. And I went, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not touching that. Did ever you steal again. his razor? <laughs> I said, if you put that feet on your chest one more time, I swear to God. But no, he, he I think he actually prefers it because it's less maintenance. It's just like, less work. Me getting into drag, like, I've got a shape. Like, I'm a hairy, hairy diva. And, like, honestly, today, like, most of my outfits, I, I get, like, new delusion underneath. Yeah. So, like, today I haven't really shaved shape. The only thing <laughs> I had to do tell. was the pits. <laughs> Warning, the next part of the show contains references to WWE. That is different to PPE, but not if you're Matt Hancock, who just gave Stone Cold Steve Austin a government contract. (laughs) So, Cheryl, another good find here. Cheryl Hole says wrestling and drag are the same. Now, I would genuinely love to see you in a wrestling ring. I mean, I think I could could see you taking down people. What, What do you think about this? Look wrestling has been around for years mm-hmm. and every time I've seen it it just looks like a drag show there's always a drama yeah there's always fabulous costumes and there's always a killer performance like my infamous move the death drop I think that would be my signature takedown because honestly <laughs> I'd be like get them on the floor and I'll just death drop on top of them yeah take them their out. face I mean <laughs> That's for a Saturday night. <laughs> Buy a girl a drink first. <laughs> but no, drag, drag and wrestling. Like, we're all born naked and the rest is drag in the words of RuPaul. Like, mm-hmm. everything we do with life, like, you're in drag, the crew's in drag. Everybody, it's their own interpretation of drag. Yeah. And like, watching wrestling is such a heightened, incredible thing. Like, I watch like, what's, what's the one where like, Conor McGregor does it. The boxing. Yeah. I think that's very like, for Mm. me, like, that's just like, you're just mashing someone's face in. Yeah. I could watch wrestling because it's a production. It is a show. It's like going to a West End show. You know, you're going to sit there and enjoy it. (laughs) And some like choreography has gone into it. You know, they've planned it. They've thought about it. I mean... Look, you've got to be naive to think that WWE is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It, it is a production. It's scripted. It is a show, but it's bloody entertaining. People get into it, don't they? They get so into it, even though they, on some le- level, like they know it's fake, but people, you know, they cheer it as if it, as if it was, as if they didn't know the out, as if it's a real fight. So I suppose they don't know who's going to win still. Sure. It's like drag race. It's people like drag. rally rally behind their favourite queens. Yeah. And they cheer and scream for them, but they're there for the whole experience. Yeah. I'll tell you the bit I do like about boxing though, is have you seen these pre-match things where they get the two boxes to meet up and face off each other? They look like they're about to snog. They look like they're going to kiss. And it's like, just do it. The sexual tension is unbearable. The most recent one was like, I think it was Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul. And they're just standing there with also like something kinky about the amount of cameras filming them from every angle. That's one fabulous porno, I'm telling you. (laughs) It's too sexy. I know. It's like, right, said Fred, I'm too sexy for this kiss. (laughs) Have you given any thought to um, your wrestling name if you had a different one? It's difficult. You put me on the spot there. I have. I should have sent this to you in advance. Mm, (laughs) Two to three working days, please, for an answer. (laughs) For a a pun-based answer. Do you know what? I think that you can't top Cheryl Hall. You can't. 
<laughs> it would it'd have to be, you can't top Cheryl Holt, but you can if you buy her a drink. Oi, oi. <laughs> um, it would have to be like, you know where you got like Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Oh, it yeah. would have to be Cheryl The Mediocre Hole. <laughs> the Mediocre Hole? No, not this. Not this. You've got to do that. That's got to be like a little sub-performance in your drag shows, please. Honestly, I'm ready for the SmackDown show of Cheryl Holt, just like wrestling. Well, I did a, I did a thing with WWE a while back and I did uh, In Conversation with the Pretty Deadly, who are a tag team wrestling duo. And me and my Hayden were both like, they're so gorgeous. They could come join us anytime they like. And were they hairy or waxed? Uh, they were they were very hairy on top. They've mm. got some very long locks, so I'll give them a hall pass for the lack here. <laughs> I think there's a little snail trail, but that's enough to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Always bringing it back to the hair. You got to. You got to. It's big big opinions. Big Boys, opinions. if you're listening out there, I will happily accept hairy chest pics in the DMs because that's not the saucy stuff that people send in the DMs. <laughs> Warning, this next section contains mentions of Cheryl Cole and Cheryl Hull. So if you're easily confused, best of luck to you. Cheryl Hull, here's your next good find headline. Cheryl Hull tells Cheryl Cole to call her. It sounds like a tongue twister, but it's actually a headline. So what do we have to say about this? Of course, you met Cheryl Cole on your time on Drag Race. Uh, Has there been any contact with her since? You know what? We've actually run into each other at a few events. Like, we bumped into each other backstage at Manchester Pride <gasps> watching. And obviously, she never met me out of drag. So Simon, oh, her yeah. PR person, <laughs> took me over and was like, Cheryl, this is Cheryl Hall. And, like, this was just as we'd been announced as the cast, like, two days prior. So it was all hush-hush. Nobody knew that we'd... And she was like, Babe, what the fuck? And gave me, like, the biggest <laughs> hug. And it was just such a lovely moment to have that and just to be like, darling. And, like, she was like, how's it been? How's everything? And we had, like, a proper catch-up. Yeah. Then we saw each other at the Attitude Awards. Amazing. And, honestly, she's just the sweetest, most caring person in the world. That's so nice. And, like... We, just before lockdown, and I think it was like a week before, it was the greatest dancer finale and I got invited to come down. She was amazing on that. Phenomenal. I didn't know she could dance like that. Well, she trained as a ballet dancer Did from she? the age of eight and oh. she went to the Royal Ballet School and she she hated it and left. Wow. But she'd done like Latin and ballroom. She and then obviously great. danced in Girls Aloud. Yeah. And then did the passions of like... I sound like an encyclopedia, but <laughs> Wikipedia Cheryl here. But she did The Passions of Girls Aloud, where they all had like their own spin-off to go pursue their passions. So like Sarah did Polo, Nicola launched a makeup line for Pale Skins. Oh yeah, I know the one. Kimberly, Kimberly did uh, West End. Nadine stayed at home. <laughs> And Cheryl did break dancing and like street dancing. Amazing. Because that's, you could, I loved, I remember that performance on, uh, was it the X Factor where, you know, dressed as a soldier for Fight, Fight for, for This, this love. love. What an iconic dance. I Amazing. Mean, With those trousers that you were like, where are they and where aren't they? Very hard to work out. I have my own version of them. Of course you do. They're, and honestly, if I could wear them every time in drag, I would. They're so comfy. <laughs> do, the th- do their thighs stick out there? Like, is it cut out of the thigh or is it cut out? So the- it's high waist. My ones, they're high waisted and the slit starts at the top of the hip oh. and goes down to the ankle. So sexy. 
and they've just got so much movement. I love it. Have you done that dance? Of course I have. Of course you have. Amazing. Just, but every every performance of hers is always top tier production. Like yeah. I know she's got quite a few performances. She's got Birmingham Pride and um, Mighty Hoopla coming up. I'm so excited to be at Mighty Hoopla and just watch in awe and just see her absolutely smash it. I'd love to see you dance together. Well, darling. Make it happen, Cheryl. We're putting this out to the world. If the world wants Cheryl versus Cheryl doing Call My Name. Well, it's not doing verses. It's a collab. We do want that. We're putting it out to the universe. Make it happen. Cheryl's people, please get in touch. Cheryl Cole, make it happen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she's the OG Cheryl. <laughs> I'm, I'm the imposter. <laughs> there, is no, there is no denying that she's number one in my heart. But when you're in Drag Race, you're in a bubble and every week is such a blur yeah. that you're just like, first of all, you're in your favourite TV show. Second of all, you're meeting these incredible people, RuPaul, Michelle, Alan Carr, Graham Norton, on top of all the guest judges. Yeah. Like, I was I was having like a wet dream every single week <laughs> yeah. because it was girl group after girl group. We had Jerry Horner, we had Jade, and then lo and behold, Cheryl turned up. And I... I was actually remarkably calm because people were like, were you not losing your mind? I was like, no, because I think I'm going to be in the bottom and then I've got a lip sync for my life, so I've got to keep calm. <laughs> what was it? What was she like? And because you, Cheryl Hole, like, you, it was out of love, I presume, that you, like, named yourself. Oh, for sure. I was getting a bit tiddly with one of my best friends, yeah. Precious Cargo, her oh, name is. Oh, brilliant, yeah. And we were drunk at four o'clock in the morning, swigging on some gin and tonics and just listening to Girls Aloud, vibing in my kitchen. Yeah. And then we were just coming up with punny names. And then we just said Cheryl Hole. And it just stuck. Yeah. Like, lots of queens go through a journey, like, of, like, three different names until they get to the one they go, that's it. For me... I knew exactly what I wanted to do because my entire life I'd been searching for that thing that was what I wanted to do. I always wanted to be like a pop star performing big production numbers on like a world tour at the O2 Arena. And I was like, I can't do that because I can't sing. <laughs> and then I went to university, I studied dance and I was like, right, what can I do? And then I fell into drag and I went, it was that eureka moment. And everything fell into place and it felt so right. And I think that's why I hit the ground running. Yeah, it's an inc oh, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful name. <laughs> okay, disclaimer, the next part of the show mentions the royal family. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers from the crown, stop listening now. Let's move on to our next good find. Cheryl Hull loves the drama of the royal family. Uh, now, just before we start, can I check, we are talking about the current British royal family. We're not talking about Louis XIV or anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. We're, Thank God. we're, we're staying contemporary. We're good. staying in the moment. Good, good. I'd be out of my depth there. Um, Liz and Charles. Liz, yeah, exactly. So you love the royal family. Do you know what? I am. It's one of those things that you grow up as a child and it's like, well, here's the royal family. Yeah. I, I remember when the Queen Mother died and I remember begging my dad to buy every Daily Mail and get, collect the stamps yeah. just to get the plate. I don't know why <laughs> I wanted the, the the plate of the Queen Mother, but somehow I got it. I wonder where it is now. We definitely had the commemorative Charles and Diana plate 
uh, in our cabinet at home. My mum's big royalist. She's got like books of the royal family of like Prince Charles and Diana. That was a big, big thing to decide like whose side you're on <laughs> during all of that. Which she lived. Well, in. I know what side I'm on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> who is who's your favourite like current alive British royal? Oh, I'm just going to get dog walks for this being yeah, controversial. Yeah, sorry, you're going to get trolled. The hell, no matter who you say, you're going to get trolled for oh, it. Exactly. Is it Meghan? I'm team Harry and Megs. Oh, I love Harry and Megs. Kate, gorgeous, yeah, fabulous, absolute, f- 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 what's the word? For ramp? For pissed? For, uh, philanthropist. Yeah, look, I'm from Essex. So I can't <laughs> even say that. I know the words. I don't know how to say them. But she's fabulous. She's amazing. But, uh, jumping off ship and going, I'm going to do my own thing. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, props to them. And, like, baby Lilibert, what an absolute diva. But honestly, I didn't watch The Crown until I did the Netflix thing with the Vivian. Oh. And I sat there and we were watching it. I was like, I felt like Pam from Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> it's a drama, Mick. I just love it. <laughs> I love Mag. I love Megan. I'm not going to lie. It's an absolute blessing that Piers Morgan has blocked me. <laughs> For no reason. I, I did nothing. I just, one day, somebody tweet, quote tweeted it and I couldn't see it. I went, well, whose tweet is it? And it was Piers Morgan. It was like, you've been blocked by Piers Morgan. I was like, well, thank God for that. <laughs> and I started to see any of his nonsense. Well, we're coming to the end now. And really? I'll, yeah, that's it. We've, we've chatted through the main topics. I mean, we can just stay... We can just stay and have a coffee and chat. Oh, well, we can put something in the... Co- I, I, you can't, you can't. <laughs> I can't. You, you're preggers. Oh, I want some alcohol so much. But I'm not allowed. You know you could get alcohol-free Prosecco now. I, I'm all over it. Well, me and Cheryl are going to continue privately on the Nosecco. You can have Prosecco. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the Good Finds podcast. You Thank truly you are me. a queen. Like off the royal family. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for my room in Buckingham Palace. It's got to happen. They've got so many to spare. Oh, exactly. Is there anything else you'd like to plug today? Uh, you can buy all good merchandise at CherylHolqueen.com. <laughs> you can find me on all, all good social medias at Cheryl Holqueen because I'm a universal diva and I look after the fans because I can't remember many other usernames. <laughs> and yeah, stay fierce, stay fabulous, stay safe. Amazing. And look out for Cheryl Hole's debut wrestling bout, I'm sure coming up on WWE. Honestly, get me in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl, thank you. Thanks, Gorge. And that's your lot for another edition of the Good Finds podcast. Massive thanks to Cheryl Hull. I think we really separated the truths from the non-truths and we did it fabulously. We learned so much and about my three favourite topics too. Wrestling, hairy chests and the royal family. Truly the big three. Make sure you get in touch and say hello. We're at Gumtree on Twitter and at Gumtree UK on Instagram. Let us know what good finds you found using hashtag good find. And I, Rachel Paris, hello, can be found at Rachel Paris on Twitter and at Rachel SV Paris on Instagram. 